You are listening to Episode 3 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you. Want to ditch mom guilt? Stop yelling and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Why, hello, Mama Doc. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to teach you a tool that will help you solve any problem. What? Seriously, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. I love asking moms, what's their biggest problem? What are they currently struggling with? I don't ask this question because I love gossip or to encourage them in their drama. I love asking the question because I have a simple solution. I can help clear up any problem because all problems begin in our brain. This doesn't mean that I have all the answers. It doesn't mean I know how to do everything. In fact, this is why we have good old Google and experts in the fields. And yet most of the day-to-day problems that I help people with can definitely be solved easily because it's how we're thinking about what is going on. So the tool that I'm going to talk about today is something called the model. This was created by my teacher, Brooke Castillo, at the Life Coach School. Now the concepts behind the model are not new. It's similar to the cognitive behavioral model, and it has been discussed in psychology and even religions over the years. However, she consolidated into a very simple, and I would say sophisticated tool that helps us solve any problem. So what is this tool? Okay, I'll explain. The first thing in the model is the circumstance. A circumstance is a neutral event that happens in our life. Say, a flat tire. We can all agree that the tire is flat. Now we might say, is it completely flat? Well, we can say it's lost some air. We can all agree that this tire does not have a PSI of 33, okay? So that is a neutral circumstance. The next thing is, in life, we have circumstances. We have things that happen to us, and we have thoughts about those circumstances. So the first thing in the model is the circumstance. The next thing is the thought. The next thing in the model is the feeling. Our thoughts create our feeling. I'm repeating myself, everybody. This is important. That's why I'll say it over and over again. Our thoughts create our feelings. I used to think, let's talk about this circumstance that we just mentioned a moment ago. My tire that has a PSI of 10, whether it's flat or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have enough air to get me to work. I used to think that created a feeling of frustration in me. Through the model, I've recognized that it's my thoughts about the circumstance that create the feeling. This is so good to know and something that many of us never learn. I personally think that we should be teaching this to our kids and all of us should be learning it in medical school. Back to the model. There are circumstances in life. We have thoughts about those circumstances. Those thoughts create our feelings and then our feelings fuel our actions. So that's the next in the model. Actions, sometimes inactions. We do and don't do things in life because of how we're feeling, okay? And then finally, the last part of the model is the result. 
So to make it really simple, we call this the thought model, and we abbreviate it C-T-F-A-R. To review, there's a circumstance in life, we have a thought about it, it generates a feeling in our body, and it gets us to do something or not do something, take an action, and this creates our result. Now, how on earth do we use this to solve any problem? Here's how. Again, as I mentioned early on, that all problems are thought problems. Let's take an example of somebody collapsing in a store. That person probably is not having any thoughts because they've passed out. People nearby, without medical training, are thinking, this is a problem. This is an emergency. I don't know what to do. That's their thought, which creates a feeling of panic and stress. Now here comes walking along a physician who is an emergency room doc and she's off duty and she sees somebody collapsed on the ground and she thinks, I know exactly what to do. This is not a problem. Isn't that fascinating? It's not the circumstance of someone being collapsed on the ground that is the problem. It's the way we think about it. Now why am I talking about this? The reason I'm talking about it is people come to me all the time having all of their struggles and concerns. And I love to help them. And this is how we can do it. We can pinpoint what is it that's going on. And in fact, what I really like to start with is separating out the facts from the fiction. People start telling me their story. And I love a good story. I will listen to everything that's going on that's causing them stress. Then I say, okay, that's great. We're going to stop here for a second. And before we jump to utilizing this tool, we're going to separate out the fact from the fiction. Or what I often say when I'm working with physicians is let's separate out the subjective from the objective. So we take a look at that and then we realize, okay, the facts of the case, the objective things are somewhat minimal. Most of what's going on are all of the subjective thoughts that we have about the situation. Then we grab the juiciest thought that we can find and place it in the model. Let's give an example of this in action. Someone might come to me saying they're super frustrated with their husband that they spend a lot of time sitting on the couch and watching football. And why don't they see what needs to be done? They have three kids, a lot of dishes in the sink, and they're getting really, really annoyed with their husband because he thinks it's perfectly fine to sit on a Sunday afternoon and watch football for three hours. My client will say to me, I'm so frustrated and I'm starting to become resentful of all the work I do around my house. So I say, okay. That's a great story. It's causing you some pain. Let's take a closer look. Let's look at the facts. The facts are you have a husband, you live in a house, and you have three children, and you're a physician, and it's on Sunday afternoon, and a football game is on. Can we all agree that those are the facts? Yes, we agree. I said, everything else are your thoughts about the facts, and that's what's creating the problem for you. Your husband has different thoughts about what's going on, he thinks it's no problem that he's sitting there. Sometimes people say, well, but can he really help out? I say, sure, you can ask him. But the fact that you're feeling frustrated is not because he's sitting on the couch watching football game. It's because you're thinking he shouldn't be. You're thinking he should be wandering around and saying, I wonder what there is I can do to help out around here. You're welcome to argue all day long that it definitely is a problem that he's sitting on the couch. And I will just smile. And if that's how you'd like to think about it, no problem. And or if you want to think differently or wonder why it is that you're having these thoughts that are causing you this discomfort, that's the cool thing that we can do. 
So we look at the thoughts. He should be getting up. We start exploring that, like, oh, that's my brain on default. This is a pattern I've had many times. But is it really true that he should be getting up? Well, I mean, he should be helping around the house. We've got three kids. We both work. Okay, that's great. But let's just put this in the model and see how it ends up for you. So we get out the handy-dandy model, circumstance, Sunday afternoon football. Thought is, my husband shouldn't be sitting here watching TV. My feeling is frustrated. And then I say, what do you do and not do from this place of frustration? Well, I usually huff about and I say snarky things and I'm not very clear about what needs to be done. I just get really mad because he should know better. And I give him the cold shoulder. I say, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then what is the result? And it's typically nothing that they hope for. It just puts a little splinter in the relationship. And so it's not that you need to say to your husband, oh, you look so happy and content sitting on the couch. Let me bring you some popcorn. I mean, certainly you could do that. But I just explore with somebody who thinks that this is a big problem, why they think it's a big problem. Oftentimes it comes from beliefs that we had from when we were really young, when we were growing up. Maybe something like, I have a thought that you shouldn't sit down till all the work is done. Ah, isn't that interesting? That deep, deep thought that you've never really thought anything about is causing you so much pain. At any rate, this is just a small example of how we can use the model to explore what is going on, what you're thinking about it, how it's making you feel, and what you do from that place. The first thing we do with the tool is just explore our mind. Eventually, we will learn how to use this tool to create things in our life. We can learn how to create feelings on purpose. We can learn to create thoughts and feelings and figure out the actions we need to do to get a particular result in our life. It is so fascinating. But I'll just leave you here today with the knowledge that by using this tool and exploring what's going on in your mind, you can solve any problem. Until next week, peace and love to you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.